authors did an amazing job there. Yes, amazing, amazing job. And you know, today is going to be a very significant day to really not only highlight that, but but understand, you know, different aspects of what brings people to a certain crossroad, which is why I'm excited because of the name of the business and the business owner, you know, happens to be about crossroads. And essentially, I might be a little bit of a geek today, might be a little <laughs> because it's like it's it's very hard in this industry to come across somebody's you know writing that actually inspired you and it was weird when i actually saw like her information i was just like man that name sounds so familiar and so before we were uh, getting on and we were, we were talking i'm just like yeah i remember articles that she wrote because it was like one of those things that we had to assign as guys is to step outside of our comfort zone and find things that were resonating with us and i remember her article that she wrote and I, because it's always words with me that matter and, and like her words actually matter. And I think that's what the audience will find today is that words matter because they lead to intentions. A lot of times we get distracted by words or we get inspired by words. You know, Carlton's words obviously are an inspiration, which is why he is a bestseller. And I think today's guest will also be an inspiration to the audience as well. Definitely. Agreed. agreed, agreed. I know she's very inspirational to me. I hold her in high regard and have a lot of respect for her, what she's accomplished as a woman in business. Um, her heart, she's extremely kind and patient, and she's just a good example of a good woman. She's a great mom, single mom, three kids, and she makes it look easy running a business, right? And having, she has a couple decades now in marketing. She did tech marketing. She's She's been um, independent as a marketer not that long and to see already what she's accomplished says so much about her so obviously i have a little bit more of a personal relationship with her clearly <laughs> i'm the most excited just so you both know but we're going to bring her into the studio with us awesome samantha keller with oc crossroads marketing and welcome samantha we're happy to have you here with us thanks guys good morning and um thank you todd that was really impactful what you said and I really appreciate that. You, you know, you put that stuff out there <laughs> and you, you don't know, you just don't know until people, but thank you. I really appreciate that. That, that made my week. Oh. Awesome. Well, it, it made my season. Just so you know. it, it made my season. I was just like, man, you know, this is some awesome stuff that, that people point out. When somebody writes something good, I just got to highlight them. When you oh. write something good, you got to highlight them because there's a lot of things that are written they're not necessarily good or great or inspiring, but what you wrote was inspiring. And actually, um, it actually helped one of my um, friends' life because it led him to uh, getting married, you oh. know, and because he started dating, you know, the, the right one and it changed mm -hmm. his dynamic. So to see that trajectory is really impactful. So thank you, by the way. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. So is that just about uh, changing how we're marketing ourselves as singles? <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> um, no, but I love your the diversity of your background, obviously. And one of the things that I really just admire and respect is I love hearing about your stories on ScrappySam.com. So if you guys haven't gone to her blog, she has a blog, ScrappySam.com. And I'll be honest, when I first met you and I went to check it out, um, it wasn't what I expected it to be, that is for sure. <laughs> 
right? Yeah, pastor's wife background. And I guess I expected it to, I guess, just not be so raw and real and transparent. I mean, you're, you talk about a lot of things and share a lot of things that most people don't feel comfortable talking, I think, think about in general. And then talking about them from where you're at, I feel like was just such a, is so brave. And so that's one of the reasons I love Scrappy Sam <laughs> and the striking of Scrappy Sam too, right? So thank you. Um, well, I definitely, like, I love Hemingway. And one of the things he always says is through writing, you're, you know, bleed on the page. So bleed your emotions on the page. And I like taking people through, um, through all the emotions when I write. So I want them to laugh and I want them to cry and I want them to feel. And I think when you, you know, that's, that's my writing perspective. But when I do that in marketing, I think it's the same thing. You want to use story to take people on a journey to, you know, the hero's journey, if you will, but to make them laugh, to make them cry, to make them feel something. And that's when you, that's when you hit people with your message, with your brand, you make them feel something. So, so is that always what your goal is in marketing? Yeah, I think, I think, well, we, you know, there's so much content on social media right now. There's so much stuff out there. And so when you, you know, when you're scrolling through your feed, you got to think about what, what do you stop and look at? What catches your eye? And it's usually because, you know, it's hitting a pain point, something in your life. You're like, oh, I need <laughs> those puppy socks with the, with the monogram or the face of my dog. Like that would be a great gift. I saw that the other day and I stopped. <laughs> I'm like, the person who has everything, that's a great gift. Or maybe it's, I mean, it could be so simple. It could be like a curling iron or something like, you know, something, but it, it hits something. You, you see, you see the puppy with the leash, you see something that hits you and you think, oh, okay, that, that message resonates with me. It's something I need in my life, or it's, it's um, a picture of something that reminds you of an emotion. And, and then you, you start thinking about it and you log in. It could be a, you know, a faith story, something, anything that, that catches your eye. So when you're, when you're producing content, that's where you want to go. You want to put yourself in your readers, in your users viewpoint. What would they, what would catch their eye if they're scrolling through their feed? So I love that you brought that up, but one of the things um, I feel like people, I'd love for you to expound on is the user. Because I think that's the part that a lot of people miss is the, you know, targeting who you're actually, who your product is for or who you're marketing to. So can you talk a little bit more about how to identify your user or your, you know, we, I, I've always heard it as buyer persona or, you know, something like that. So can you talk about that for us? Yeah, well, you know, sometimes they talk about it as an avatar too. I, I like those, <laughs> the user, the customer, the avatar um, well, when it comes to social media, you want to do your research. You know, obviously, you want you want to go in and you want to look at um, you want to look at what your competition is doing. You want to look at who you're targeting. Um, there, there are so many different aspects of of who your product is, and sometimes it might be different than what you think, which which is always surprising. Um, but with social media, there are different channels that have you know different audiences, and you really want to target your message. Um, you don't just want to do the shotgun approach to just throw it out there for social media on every single thing. Um, you know, LinkedIn is really business to business. Um, for example, I have a realtor. And for the most part with real estate, I would say Instagram and Facebook. Instagram's demographics are 35 and under. Facebook has a little bit older demographic because you got everybody from <laughs> might have a teenager might occasionally go on it. But grandma's on there, too. So you're, you're going to get them. You're going to get the whole range on Facebook. 
LinkedIn is definitely more just business to business professional. Twitter's kind of a little bit all over the place, but you want to target your message to that audience. But for that real estate agent, I would always say, yeah, Facebook and Instagram. But when you're talking about finance, so if we're talking about maybe he's selling an investment property, then LinkedIn is a great tool. So you want to think about, again, who's the target audience on that? So it's not a home buyer, it's an investor. And so we're going to switch that platform and LinkedIn will be a better platform for an investor. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think, you know, you just want to put yourself in their shoes. Think about who you're reaching, who's going to be buying your products and what message would speak best to them. Is it is it a stay at home mom? Is it um, somebody in finance? Is it business to business? You know, it just it, it, do your research and base your marketing strategy on your target demographic. And it's really a good idea just to brainstorm, to do keywords, to do your research and think about if you're running a Facebook ad, all the different keywords of the audience that you want. And on Instagram, you can use hashtags like SEO, because how many times do you go on Instagram and you just you type in if you're looking for speech therapy, you type in speech therapy. And then all of these, you know, SLPs come up, speak, speech language pathologists, and then you can kind of go through there. So when when do you recommend that a new business owner start their marketing? Yeah, <laughs> before they <laughs> right away. Yeah. I, I, OK, so I'm a new business owner to some degree. I've only been in business for um, about 15 months and marketing was literally part of my initial business plan. I'm still developing my business plan in all, in all honesty, you know, from a long-term perspective, but how I marketed it was my business plan. So um, for me, that was part having a networking group that was having a great website that was having social media platforms. I already had my existing um, blog and writing platform. So I didn't try and recreate that wheel. I kind of linked them all together because I already had some traction in that, in that, you know, I had readers, I had that community. So I tied them together. Um, I think that the first 30, if you're launching a product or a book, um, I've, done, I've, I've written a book. So um, the first five 30, books, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just um, but my last <laughs> novel, uh, you know, um, I was, we did, we had a 30 day plan. We did the first week um, with, with, you know, like preview kind of a thing, trying to just entice people in. It's a great idea to offer promotions. I always recommend in the first like 15, two weeks, 15 days, offer some sort of, you know, early bird special, something to just, you know, to get people excited about it. And then when you launch, launch hard. I mean, we're talking a couple posts a day, seven days a week, hitting them from different angles, hitting them at different times, hitting, you know, hitting your targeted channels. So I think, and that's just from social media, but you, you know, you can incorporate SEO, you can incorporate Google ads, you can do Facebook, you know, digital, digital ads, pay-per-click ads. You want to hit it from all these different angles, email marketing. If you have a lead list, um, tie that, tie it all in together into a marketing campaign. Um, I think a great idea is to say, okay, we're going to do um, this marketing campaign and we're going to hit it from these different angles and they're all going to be cohesive. So they're going to have the same message, but we're going to hit it from, from different channels. So that, that's what I would recommend, but to definitely have a strategy. Don't go into this blind. I think you can do damage to your business when people look you up on Facebook and you've posted three times, you know, between October 1st and the 5th. And then again, you don't post until November 15th. 
you're, it's showing you're not consistent. It's showing yeah. you don't have a strategy. Absolutely. I, and I look at that. <laughs> I do absolutely look at that when I'm looking yeah. at businesses online, Facebook. I look at how often are they posting. And it's showing me exactly that, how professional, how on top of their business are they? Because it is still a, an impression of their business. Yeah. So awesome. So, so everyone's not great at everything. So I, I have a deep dive question because this is yeah. a thing that people need to really pay attention to and listen to. There's, you know, this this idea that everything can get solved through a, AI, social media, mm -hmm. or like what works for me, say, on Facebook doesn't work on YouTube or or doesn't work on Twitter per se. So in terms of, you know, not only consistency, because I agree with you there, how do people create unique content that's catered towards the platforms? Because obviously, you know, if you're writing a blog, that's not going to fit on Twitter. It's not going to fit on Pinterest. And more importantly, it doesn't read right. You know, so a lot of times you have, you know, as a marketer, you have to modify the content or re-edit or stuff like that. So in strategy, how would you tell people how to break that down? Because I think I think a lot of people jump out there, they post a lot of stuff, and even when they are consistent, it's consistently not a clear message. So it doesn't really matter anyway because people don't understand what, what you're getting at. So it's almost like the difference between talking to yourself to actually talking to the people on the, on the other side. So what would be kind of like your way of translating that for people or, or telling them how to kind of set that up. I know strategy is part of it, yeah. but I'm always having this battle with people where it's like, okay, what's YouTube worthy is not Facebook worthy. It just does not correlate. They're two different audiences. Yeah. So, okay. So for example, I have a customer called um, Hardy Windows. And so what we'll do with them is I do a thing called content batching. Yep. And that helps me stay on my message, stay on my target. And this is, this is a cute example because we'd love to talk about puppies and dogs, <laughs> mm -hmm. but which are, which are bestsellers, but they, they were, we, we decided we were going to do something on doggy doors because they have sliding glass doors that actually yep. have this cute little doggy door. Right. Yep. So when, when I'm putting together the content for that promotion specifically, I'll write a blog and we're going to put that up on their website. We're going to, you know, we'll, I will do different graphics for different channels. So if, if you're pinning it, it's going to have a different pin. You know, it's going to have a pin-worthy image that will link to the blog. If we're putting it on Facebook, you can do a direct link, and it'll have the image and a direct link. But if you're putting it on Instagram, again, you can't do that. You have to maybe pull a little bit of content out to catch their, you know, to catch their eye. Have a different gra graphic that says. Um, like the link is in the bio or the link is in the copy, you know, like maybe with a little arrow. <laughs> um, and then the other thing that you can do, or at least that I do is on that theme. So say it's a week that we're going to do doggy doors. I'll create a video on doggy doors, like a really fun puppy video. I'll write a blog. I'll do graphics and I'll batch the content all designed on this particular um, theme. And then we'll, if we're also sending out an email marketing campaign, We'll do that as well. And then we'll, we'll really try and push our, our keywords and our hashtags through SEO. So, you know, we're, we're coming at it from different angles, but we keep we keep the same theme and content. So it's streamlined across all the different channels. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, and usually it starts with the blog because at least that's how I start my stuff. I'll start yeah. it because that gives me content for all the other things. Yeah. I can pull copy. 
out of that blog and take my and take my graphics that I design and then use that content to fill things in. I can take that theme and then create a video and then just, you know, I keep it all. And then we can also take that the blog and we can use it for the email marketing. Yeah. So we kind of, for me anyways, I center everything on the writing piece and then I move from there. So it's kind of like if you have a circle and you have your theme and your writing and you go out from there and you specialize the content for each channel. A content matrix. Yeah. And as far as AI goes, um, I'm a big fan. I, I, I was pretty resistant at first as a writer because I think, okay, this yeah. is a unique voice. These robots are stealing my job. <laughs> but, <laughs> I actually uh, tried out one of an, an AI writing tool. It's called yes. Jarvis. Yes. Yeah. And uh, while it's not going to replace my job, it's a great mm -hmm. little helper because it I it, I can type in um, the pain points, the, the the themes, all these different little things, and it'll it'll give me copy in different tones of voice. And you yep. can you can play with it and and do think different things with it. It doesn't replace writers because it's a robot, <laughs> but uh, it, it's a great time saver for when you're pumping out a lot of little quippy copy. So yeah. that's a great no, tool. No, I, I agree. I, I just yeah. think that we, I know you come across this. There is always this conversation of either or like I'm yeah. either doing this or I'm doing that versus finding that blend because I, I believe everything should be, you know, a, a blend, you know, mile wild, mile, mile deep. And yeah, Jarvis, I think will help you in terms of those, people who don't necessarily write as much right. to help them create some kind of copy. And then by creating more copy, they create more content. But I feel like the discussion is always like, well, I either have to go down this rabbit hole. Like I either have to go all SEO or I have to go SEM when in fact you should be doing a little bit of both. And then it's also helpful. I think what you said about strategy is most impactful because I think most people don't have a strategy. I find this to be the, the unique key. Most people spend more time just doing, getting it out, don't have a strategy. So then after three months or six months, they don't see their engagement rates raise or they don't see the traction that they want to see. But I say to them, where was your strategy to begin in the first place? So a lot of times it's rooted in that strategy, because if you're going to have a writer, if you're going to have someone distributing, if you're going to have you know, an AI platform, all those things have to be laid out. And I think, you know, uh, you need to spend probably three to six months just doing that before you even put anything out. Because once you put it out, right, can't turn it off. <laughs> no, you can't turn it off. It's uh, <laughs> interesting. Like, oh, go ahead. I should say good point. So uh, so you have a question from the studio audience. I don't know if you can see it on the comments, but we have some huge <laughs> powerhouses watching your show. Uh, Maggie's on here. Masha's on here. I mean, a lot of Maggie, how don't have any number one best-selling author. She's helped vet it in a lot. And she's like, go Samantha. So this is just awesome to hear everyone so excited and you bring in so much value with us. But the question was, Samantha, how important is a strategy when it comes to marketing? I think your strategy is everything. I think that um, your branding, your message, what you want, you know, what you want to accomplish. You know, if you don't have goals, you know, you're never going to know when you get there. Right. <laughs> you're not going to be able to measure. And marketing is all about measuring where you're going. So you need to have, uh, you know, goals that are measurable milestones that you can measure. Uh, you you want to be able to track where you're going and you do that with strategy. You, you have a campaign, 
you, you know, you're going to be consistent. You're going to have great content, you, you know, and, and you want it, you want it to be able to pivot. If, if something's not working, then you want to pivot. You want it to be, you know, you know, you want to have the spontaneity that you can move in different directions if something's not working, which is great with like email marketing for doing A-B testing to see, okay, this, this email did, I sent out half of this email to this, you know, and it got this response and I spent, sent out half here and it got this response. Well, then if one gets much better, then we're going to, we're going to pivot on that. And you can do that with Facebook ads as well. You can, you can do different, you know, different copy and different graphics and you can see which one does better. And then you can move in that direction. So you want to, you want to have strategic but flexible marketing goals where you can measure them and you can you know move in the direction you want to measure, you know, go down. So I would say marketing you know, this or strategy is everything in this business. Awesome. We are going to go into a quick commercial break. We have Samantha Keller with OC Crossroads Marketing. We'll be right back. Go refill your coffee. <laughs> problems that I've had thus far is that I'm going on my experience. I'm building a business on my, my heartache. And <clears throat> one of the things that I've had to take out of that is uh, you can't build a business entirely on emotion. And so uh, this allows me to take the emotion out of it this is what you need to do whether you like it or not welcome back welcome back everyone um so happy to have you guys here with us we've got samantha keller owner of crosswords oc marketing with us she's our special guest expert and has just been dropping so much knowledge um i i love the practical aspect of it um so I, I want to continue with that in, in this next few minutes that we have with you. Um, looking at it, I, I feel like marketing is oversimplified a lot of times, you know, and, and many of the companies that I've worked with, they've just, it's almost like um, they assume everything is going to be so quick and easy. It shouldn't take that long, you know? And so I, I feel like it's the concept of marketing is grossly misunderstood. So I would love to hear more from you, more from Todd, um, just your experience in this so that we clear some of that mystery around what marketing is. 
So people understand and know that, you know, just putting posts on social media is not marketing. That's not all marketing encompasses. So yes, take it away, question. Samantha. I'm ready. Yes. <laughs> Love that. I think this is one of the biggest misconceptions people have right from the get-go. I'll have clients that have zero social media presence, zero, and they, they expect to go viral within a month. <laughs> and I'm not that magical. I like I like I wish I was, but I'm just not. There there are certain, you know, with one of the things I've noticed on social media, when you get to around 1400 followers, it's kind of like the magic point. For some reason, it's just this magic number on LinkedIn and Facebook to some degree and, and Instagram, really. But then you, you can really start making some big, bigger, like there's just more people to reshare your content. Um, resharing is one of the things that, that helps, you know, I mean, if somebody reshares it and they reshare it, it just explodes your message. But if you only have 30 followers, <laughs> you know, unless you're personally messaging every single one of them, hey, please reshare, please reshare, please reshare. It's going to take a little bit of time. It's going to take some time to build your SEO. It's, it's going to take some time to build your social media strategy. Uh, and it's going to take a little, it's going to take some money. You're going to have to put ads behind these things. You're going to have to have great content that people want to reshare. And you really have to level set your expectations. I do think part of marketing is really just, it's communicating your message too. And it's like your promotions, what's going on in your business, what's going on with your staff, what's going on with your company. So that when people look you up and, and, and they want to get comfortable with, they want to be able to trust you. They want to be able to trust your brand. So, you know, it's, it's about communicating your message and your tone and your voice and all of that stuff and on a different platform. But expectations have to be, you know, have to be realistic, you know, with a book launch or something like that, it's a little different. You're, you know, that's, that's a, it's something that you're, you're doing for a brief period of time that you're going to throw a ton of money behind or something like that with a product that you're pushing. But for an overall marketing strategy, you have to level set your expectations. So. Yes. I love that. I know that when I had started my social media marketing, when I first signed my contract, so they did that up front with me. And one of the things they said was, it's going to be a 90 day ramp up. And I was so grateful that they said that from the beginning, because I probably in my mind would have thought in 90 days, this isn't working if they hadn't said that to me. Right. Instead of exactly all the things that you said, you know, and, and be getting used to being behind the camera. It's like all of a sudden you have to learn these poses. I want, right. You know, there's all these other things that go into it. So uh, finding your voice, you know, them, um, knowing your voice and how to put those things in. So there is that ramp up, but I will tell you just because we're talking about, you know, social media marketing in general, I think the biggest thing is that it should be delegated out to the professional, <laughs> right? Have the person that they have, well, yeah, have the professional do it because, um, I think we can overthink it as well, right? And when we're talking about reaching out to the audience, so why do we not consistently post? We overthink it, mm -hmm. it's not perfect enough. And that's one of the things too, when my guys are working on my stuff, I go, I don't even wanna see it in advance because I don't wanna overthink it. And the truth is if a thousand people see it, it's a thousand different opinions. <laughs> Only person I gotta make happy at the end of the day is, right? So um, yeah, so that was my tangent, sorry. <laughs> it, it's, it's so true. And I do think that that, like bringing that idea of like having to have it perfect. I hear people say that all the time about having to have it perfect. And perfection is really the enemy of even sharing your message because it's never going to be perfect. I think when I started blogging, 
that was one of the things that I realized very quickly is you just have to put it out there. And, and sometimes there's going to be grammatical errors. You're blogging, you're not writing a novel. And truthfully, with every book I've written, no matter how many eyes you have on that copy, there are always errors. I think in the second edition of my last book, we still found little, you know, every you're like, you're reading through it and you're like, are you kidding me? This book has been read how many times? And we still found a little, so it's never going to be perfect. It's just not, you know, maybe, maybe a hundred, you know, if it's the Bible and it's, you know, <laughs> a thousand years later, they got every spelling, you know, but for the rest of us, it's not always going to be perfect. So just put it out there. Just, you know, just put it out there. But I would much rather see from a different person, from a different person, I'd much rather see somebody say, if they're doing it on their own and not hiring out, just go, just pick one channel, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever it is, just one and do it well for six months mm -hmm. and do it every single day or five days a week for six months and be consistent and go after it and don't spread themselves thin, but just do one thing well. And that's where I think you're going to see the real traction. But you have wow. to give it some time. You do have to give it time, but you got to be all in. Well, I'm gonna spill. I'm gonna spill some tea on that. <laughs> um, so you're right about the 1400. As a matter of fact, I would say to get real analytics or to really understand what your social media is, I would say a minimum of a hundred blog posts. I would say a minimum of five thousand followers per platform. Because as the algorithms change on each platform, uh, what people have to realize is the posting is the last part of the cycle for them. It's actually creating a, a content repository and understanding how their content is actually going to engage with people, which is why a lot of people skip editorial calendars <laughs> when that's a tool and that's a better tool and a resource for them then in fact, some of the tools they try to use to speed up their social media, because the mistake that people make, and I always say this, they will post, they will try to outpost <laughs> to try to get themselves, you know, up to speed or to perfection versus let's create a calendar that actually makes sense, you know, and say, these are the themes that I really want to focus on. So if you have an end game, you have an end user number that you want to obtain, let's make the calendar first. That's rarely done because that's work, yeah. right? So you got to do that to even understand, like when I said 100 blog posts, how can you do 100 blog posts? It's easy if you use AI or if you do a combination of writing once a week and then using AI. But that comes back to strategy. Most people will not take, I tell people this, most people need to take one hour per day. And I agree with you about one platform. Take one platform for six months to, to use as your your data. Post every day. You know, and, and this is the powerful thing is I've seen this happen with podcasters more, more so than any other category where they'll post podcasts. The, the, the good podcasters, you know, not everyone, but the good podcasters post every single day, whether it's YouTube or, you know, Libsyn or wherever they go. And then what do you see as a result for those podcasters? They get more followers because the people are engaged. But this is where I have a parking lot theory. You have to treat yourself like you're your own retail space and everybody's in your parking lot. So what you do with your parking lot actually really matters. 
you know, imagine if you go to Kohl's, which I, I'm a fan of Kohl's. <laughs> you know, you're sitting in the parking lot. You know you're going to see some cool clothes in Kohl's. You know that you're going to get your Kohl's cash and all that stuff, right? <laughs> so you're motivated to go in there. Now you take all that stuff away. Are you still motivated to go into Kohl's? The correlation is if people are just posting just for the simplicity of posting, it's, are people motivated to engage with you? Or if you post with a strategy, with an actual intent, mm -hmm. now they want to, they're still in the parking lot, but now they want to come inside and they want to shop. Yeah. That's my outlook. <laughs> yeah. Great point. Right. Social media is meant to be social. So are you being social, right? Because you can yep. tell people just throwing up content and it's they're expecting others to engage with them because they have good content versus, hey, I'm enjoying getting to know people. I'm enjoying it being social on social media. That's been one of the funnest things, I think, just even from the show is we're getting to meet new people. And then after the show, they're commenting, they're going back, you're seeing the successes. I love that aspect of it. I'm loving the relationship aspect. Of that's part of the, all the fun for me. And that's the biggest point of social media. If we put that at the forefront, this is my, not that I'm the expert, right? But I think if we put that at the forefront of things, everything else would come from that. Yeah. But how many people are really being social on social media? It's a community and you're building. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think joining groups is a great way to, I mean, I a hundred percent joining Facebook groups, joining LinkedIn groups, you know, having people comment and like, um, and you, you're engaging in their stuff too. I mean, organically, the best way to, one of the best ways to grow your followers is to actually talk to other people. <laughs> what? <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> Samantha, we had a question come in. I feel like you and Todd both touched on, you know, at least something that I can grasp as an answer to this, but many small businesses bootstrap everything. Can you bootstrap marketing? And if so, how? And I feel like when you guys were talking about even just focusing on the one channel, you know, that's one way of doing it. But but you guys as experts tell us, you know, can you bootstrap it and, and how can you do that? Uh, Todd, you want to go for that one first? <laughs> OK, so the common mistake that's made is that everyone bootstraps their marketing before they actually invest in it. And when I say bootstrap, they'll say Facebook's free or, um, you know, I'll do Instagram stories and, or, or something that they think that, that they can do. Or they'll, you know, in fairness, they'll hire somebody and then, you know, uh, schedule that person to schedule posts for them or whatever the case may be. But going back to the principles of strategy and going back to the principles of a calendar, um, if you don't have a calendar to give you a foundation if you don't have you know awesome content that you're actually working on in the lab then again you're you're actually bootstrapping your marketing and this happens with bigger brands the the bigger brands do this because i've experienced this they think okay they hire a digital marketer or they hire a social media person and you're supposed to sit there all day and you're supposed to post but you're running a company that generates six figures per day that is bootstrapping marketing it's just doing it through a person. So the reality is, in order to take marketing serious, you should have, you know, to me, you should have a consultant, a coach, and a contributor. Because your consultant can help you with your eyes, and you can be your own consultant if you feel comfortable. So it's not like you have to find someone. But a coach will help keep you accountable 
in terms of making you and looking at your marketing and is it engaging? And then the contributor can be a series of, you know, VAs to team members to whatever the case may be. Most people start with the contributors first, whether they're doing a contribution mm. or they're outsourcing the contribution because we have this proverbial list. Let's get this off my list. As long as I'm posting stuff and I and I experience experiences in a couple of industries, real estate is one because <laughs> I deal with that on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. But but see what they've done is they went backwards. Start with the consultant coach because now your foundation and strategy you're looking at the resource you're not bootstrapping your marketing you're actually building your marketing and then the intended goals that you probably wanted to meet you know i i have friends who are authors and friends who are filmmakers and this this happens a lot more with filmmakers right they bootstrap their marketing because they're expecting everything to come once they get a budget right so they don't they don't market themselves. They don't put themselves out there. And then the constant ebb and flow is they're waiting for a budget to be able to put their movie out there to do their trailers and everything else. Well, again, that's still bootstrapping, but is that building? So I think, you know, what Samantha does really well, you know, from, from what I've seen and what I've read is she can help you build. You have a person like that. That's part of your cornerstone. Now you can talk about, you know, contributors and everything else because you're building that foundation first to get you to the goals you need to get to. I, I, let's see. I would say that, you know, most big companies spend at least 10% of their budget on marketing. Yeah. And as a small business, even if you're a startup, to, to expect to be able to do it you know, on, on these, you know, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, do $400 a month on marketing. <laughs> okay, well, you're probably going to, you know, probably see the results of that <laughs> because it's equivalent, you know, what you put into something is what you're going to get back on something. So, um, you need, you need to dedicate resources. Does it have to be 10%? No, maybe it doesn't have to be 10%, but you need to have dedicated resources toward, you know, towards marketing. You need to have a structured plan. And, you know, one of the first things I do with businesses, it, when you talk about all the calendar, the calendars, I set up a Google drive and I have this big, huge, you know, monthly calendar <laughs> and we put in there all of our different marketing initiatives. And then we day by day go through the month and just, okay, how, how are we going to hit it from, you know, on, on there are five, you know, seven days in a week, how are we going to hit it from different angles during the week based on these goals? So I think, you know, planning, um, al budget allocation, those, those are so important. It's, it shouldn't just be, okay, I have $200 left at the end of the month. That, I, yeah, it, it doesn't make sense to me. It just, you know. I love that you said that because I think that's something that a lot of business owners really need to to know and understand that it is going to cost you some money. And and one of the things I, I really thought about is you and Todd um, and even Natalie, you you alluded to this when you were saying hire a professional because you're going to spend so much time. I've watched so many business owners. I mean, myself included, when I felt like I didn't have a choice, when I felt like, okay, well, I need a website, so I need to create one. So I'm taking all of the time learning how to do this. Meanwhile, nothing else is getting done in my business. It would have been smarter for me to say, hey, Samantha, <laughs> what are you doing? Can you help me out here? Because I don't know what I need to do. 
I don't, you know, and everything that you're talking about, you're saying, you know, there's the strategy, there's the goals. We go through this. How are we going to hit that? Those are decisions that aren't being made if you're focusing on creating content, creating content, and not even doing what you guys have suggested, the calendar and planning ahead. If I'm always doing and never planning, I'm not going to get ahead that way. And if I'm not engaging any professionals and I'm trying to do it all myself, I'm not going to get ahead or at least I'm not going to advance as fast as I possibly could. So I love that you guys are bringing that in so that people know it is going to be it's going to cost money when you're talking about marketing. And some of that is, you know, valuing what your time is worth as a, you know, as a business owner and what you do, what is your time worth? Yeah. Because you could be making a lot more money. Well, but a lot of people don't think that they they think about and I'm glad again, it's amazing that the things that you're saying are things people need to understand. Your time has value. Absolutely. Every minute that you spend has value. And if you're saying, oh, I'll just do it myself. Well, you know, if let's say, you know, you're a coach and you're three hundred dollars an hour. <laughs> well, if you're spending all of your time marketing and not going after clients or talking to them or generating revenue, you're. You, you've lost that. Every hour that you spent trying to develop this marketing was $300 that you missed out on. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it's good to be frugal. Absolutely. But <laughs> the reason I have a housekeeper, you know, every other week is because I can spend time making money instead of, and let, it, let somebody else specialize on the, the bathroom, cleaning the restroom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm gonna How let much is that time costing you? <laughs> Well, you know, the, the time and the tools are two unique things you, you, you have to spend the time and you have to not rely on tools. Again, that is, that is the part, that's the end part of the assembly line. Most people yeah. jump right into the assembly line. I don't know how many conversations I've gotten for people where it's like, oh yeah, I'm using buffer or I'm using this platform and this is going to save me. It doesn't save you time because the foundation is still exactly the same. And most people then kind of, you know, check out from their own, you know, social media or their own marketing because they've they've checked it off. And this is where I essentially say you have to have a coach because a lot of times and I'm like kind of old school because like, you know, back in the day, like we had rooms of, you know, marketers working together and stuff like that. And. I remember everybody was worried about, you know, their SEO and everybody was wor worried about how many blogs they wrote. And even with hashtags, for example, most people do not know the power of hashtags to know how it can be a resource. You know, like you can if you look at bigger brands, like I'll use just one as an example, progressive. Like what is progressive without their marketing? Like who is really investing in progressive? I mean, they'll still do, do business, obviously, because they do insurance. Right. But how many people love flow? How many people love those silly commercials? I'm just saying, like how much. And so they can have data from understanding that because that take that's production. That takes time. That's script writing. That's a lot of stuff that's placed together. Now you take that away. Will progressive still have the same market share? You know, so the reality the reality is, no matter what size you are, mm -hmm. it, it's one keyword: investment. Are you willing to invest yeah. yourself? Are you going to invest the time? Are you going to invest the talent? Are you mm -hmm. going to invest the tools? 
And are you going to make sure that you participate and you're present in it? And present doesn't mean like you're leading a meeting. Present is understanding like, okay, I have a coach to tell me that maybe I should have looked at the long-term strategy. Okay, I have a contributor that's saying I don't have enough content for the month, <laughs> so I need to put some work in. And then you start kind of working out your kinks so you don't keep committing those same mistakes. Yeah, Todd, you, uh, I know we've got to go to break here, <laughs> but there was something that you just said that was amazing. And it, and the word investing is the, the key there, because a lot of us spend time doing mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. We don't invest in the right mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. So it really is that, you know, you, you invest to get a return on that. Your business will grow. So it's looking and where are you going to invest everything? Because if all you're doing is spending money and spending time, your business is not going to get off the ground. And we had an amazing question come in that we're going to have to get to after we get back from break um, about building a budget. So um, let's take a quick break. Um, we'll come back with Samantha Keller, Todd Social, Natalie Esman, and myself, Shanna Mavis. Hello and welcome to the Los Angeles Tribune. Since 1886, our name has been a part of the world of journalism. We've earned a reputation for being a publication that practices integrity, authenticity, and responsibility. For general inquiries, contact today. Thank you on behalf of the Los Angeles Tribune team. Congratulations, small business owners. It's National Entrepreneurs Month, November, and my favorite month of the year. And the reason for that is my name is Maggie Mongan, and I am the creator of a number one best-selling business book series for small businesses for five years in a row now. That's right, five years. Well, hopefully five years this year, with volume five coming out on November 10th. And we are so excited because we have 10 experts that are sharing their wisdom with you in a very unconventional way, because these are fresh perspectives on profitability, people, productivity, and finding peace in your business. So the digital copy on November 10th, which is Wednesday, is 99 cents. Please make sure you go ahead and get a copy of that. And right above, you see brilliantbizbook.com. Feel free to sign up there and we'll give you a reminder and tell you where to go on Wednesday morning. And we're back. And we're back. We're, we're back. We're back. We're back. And this is my one of my favorite parts of, of, of the show because we really get to do a deep dive with you um, as far as marketing. And one of the things um, I wanted to really ask you, because obviously now we've talked about foundation and all these things. But for you uh, as a marketer and as a person that understands, you know, what people need to create for themselves, content wise, voice wise, so on and so forth. What's what would be like um, a, a quick step by step process for someone that says they kind of understand or know their brand, but maybe they don't know things that, you know, the keywords of marketing like brand voice and and all those things but they're they're clear on their vision it could be someone that's in any industry whether it's 
real estate, finance, whatever the case may be. But they need someone to guide them on how to make their content really connect with people. What would be kind of like your base strategy, you know, or base way of getting them started? I think uh, I think one of the things that right now is really resonating with people. Video is huge. Yep. So um, I would I would definitely probably have a strategy that incorporates a video because when I run ads on you know with with, with video versus just run, running an ad with graphics or photos or things like that, the videos by far you know go do much better. The reach, the interaction, the engagement, all of that, they, they do great. So I, I would say having video is a strategy and you can um, do short promotional videos. Uh, mm -hmm. That's that's something I would highly recommend. And um, really, if, if it's an individual business, I would say incorporating who you are and um, is showing your personality mm -hmm. is really important and it really resonates with users. There's, there's some commercials right now that I love. I think, um, oh gosh, it's like for some um, car search or something like that, but they, where they have the CEO get on and he just explains why he started his business. That's a powerful message. When you have a pain point, hey, I started this business because, you know, because I couldn't find this thing and, <laughs> and it bugged me. So I started this business because I want to help you find this awesome thing. So that's a, that's a powerful way to communicate with people and it really sets the stage. So I think the more you can share your personality with people, share your heart with people, share your story with people, that you know that's super important. Um, but if you're just starting out, I would say hire somebody. <laughs> but, but if you want to do it yourself, you need you know you need the tools. For, number one to create content, you need great tools to create content to create great content. So you're going you're to need to get familiar with Canva really fast uh, <laughs> and get on there and learn how to use it, learn how to use it well, because um, that, you know, that's how you can create a bunch of content. You need to find either, either do the writing yourself or hire freelancers out or, or hire a marketing agency to do writing, but constantly again, having campaign, campaign strategies in mind that you're moving all in the same direction because you want everything to tie together. So you want to have a cohesive, holistic message that is expressed through different mediums. It's maybe expressed through video, that's expressed through writing, that's expressed through photography, through graphics, through infographics, through reels, through stories. But that all that all communicates your flavor, communicates your brand, communicates your heart. Okay. Well, you, we know that 76% of businesses generate less than 250K a year. Um, many of them only actually make thirty you know, k probably in profit. Mm -hmm. So how do they get start? How do they get started to build up towards a budget? Because obviously for them, that's always going to be the challenge. It is the budget. Like, what would be the the baseline for that to start a budget? Like a certain like how much money should they spend? Minimum. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a great question. I would say about at least a thousand dollars a month. Okay. Be, at the minimum, I mean, can you go lower? Yeah, you can go lower. You can, you can, you can get. I have people say this to me all the time. Why shouldn't I just hire my niece out of college? Mm -hmm. He's going to charge me twenty dollars an hour, and and you can. I hire them too. <laughs> but what your, niece, what your niece doesn't have is the strategy behind. So she's not going to be able to pull together all the different elements that somebody who has been in this industry for a long time 
that has mar a, you know marketing background is not going to strategically you know strategically look at as as a funnel. She's just maybe not going to understand all of that part. So you can, as long as you have the strategy behind it, you can fill in the pieces. You know, you can put in your different freelancers. You can, put, but that's what an agency does too. So when you hire a marketing agency, yeah. that's what they're going to do. I would, you know, my my clients range in between. My smallest clients are some of my. I love nonprofits, so sometimes I <laughs> I help them out a little bit. <laughs> between you know, between like four hundred to three thousand a month is generally where where they go, or, or up to five thousand if you're adding in SEO and and email marketing and things like that. But just just for social media. So I mean, there's a there's a definite range depending on how many times you're posting, what kind of content you're creating. If we're making videos for somebody, I'm gonna charge more because it takes time. Those things, <laughs> they take time. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, Samantha, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We have Samantha Keller, OC Crossroads Marketing. You can find her on all social media platforms, scrappysam.com. If you would like to meet her blog, anywhere specific you want to send them, Sam? Oh, to my, to my website, definitely. Oh, yeah. And OCCrossroadsMarketing.com yeah. is the, the website. So, um, Check her out and see if you know you want to utilize her marketing needs. So, Samantha, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a great conversation. Absolutely. Yes, we made it a lot of fun. Thank you for bringing a lot of value with us this morning. We appreciate you. All right, takeaways, takeaways for Shanna and Todd. Wow. Um, well, I was um, thoroughly convicted when Todd and um, Samantha started talking about perfection. You know, because you know, I like a lot of people started a blog and, and I've got stuff that I just haven't posted yet because it, it didn't feel right, you know, and, and so I I love being convicted in some respects <laughs> because it's gonna force me to 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 just get off of that. But that was one thing is just not letting perfection stop me from progress. And um, the other thing is the strategy piece. I'm, I'm, I'm one that's all for that because if you're not taking the time to plan, um, you're going to you know, waste a lot more time, potentially waste a lot more time um, focusing on the wrong things and not accomplish the goals that you set forward. Right. Plus there's no such thing as perfection. So it's an unattainable standard. Yeah. <laughs> right. So hard for me, Natalie. So Thanks. hard for me to accept that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. But, but yeah, I, I know I, I struggle with that and I think a lot of people do too. Absolutely. How about you, Todd? I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's a lot to be said about this and, you know, one show can't really actually define it, but um, if I could, you know, tell it in, in a contextual story. So uh, one of my personal friends, he's a retired executive uh, from Coors. And so he transitioned, when I first met him at a marketing conference, he transitioned into being, you know, his own coach or consultant, you know, for uh, bladder cancer, because that's something he was passionate about. And so we had these conversations about how to build things up. And I remember this distinctly because in his head, because he was he was an executive, he did all this stuff. He knew what he was doing. He was just going to go head first into it. We went back and forth on tools. We skipped over a calendar. We did all these other things. He hired people, hired his son <laughs> to do his marketing. That was five years ago. He just reached out to me last week. 
And he said, you know, all that stuff you were saying to me, I finally actually started listening and I need to talk to you uh, next week because, you know, you were right. And I said to him, I wasn't trying to be right. It was just the fact that there's a process to everything. You know, it doesn't matter, you know, what, you know, area you're talking about. And so the thing is, is that what I learned today is what I already learned before, which is what she's reaffirmed. You've got to have that foundation in place. You can you can do everything you want online, but if you don't have that foundation in place, you're you're simply kind of still idling, but you're you have some movement, you know, because you're taking some actions. And this is is this is the reason why some people go sky high and some people kind of you know hit a level and hit a wall because they're missing that one part that'll take them to that that next level. Yeah. For me, it's that it's just 100% worth the investment. I mean, if you look at how much it's going to cost, Samantha said if it's $1,000, right? I know when I hired my team, I told them $175 sale a month pays for you. That's it. That's all we have to do. So as long as you're not costing me money, <laughs> we're not going to have a problem. <laughs> right? So I had already looked at my math and something to build on. But something I learned from that, and you guys all talked about that this morning, was that foundation of the marketing, right? Having that firm foundation and then building up from that and, and increasing my budget from that too. And that's something I really learned when we, cause we had COVID when we had COVID, I was out of commission for 24 days. By the time I felt better and had gone through quarantine, I missed my photo shoot. I missed the time to shoot my blogs. I missed all of that stuff. And it was going to go into where I was going to miss next month as well. Well, the reality was, is if they didn't have all that content for me, if I didn't have the, the foundation of my marketing done, I would have been, I wouldn't have had marketing for a month, right? That would have been it. Source closed, that's it, we're done. No one could even knew I had COVID because my marketing team still doing my thing. My voice is still out there. My message is still being out there. And so that was big feedback for me. So someone asked me this weekend, would you rather pay for social media marketing or do it yourself? And I was like, hands down, pay for, pay for it. it. No <laughs> question in my mind. <laughs> Nothing to worry about if it's done. I have a bad day. My car breaks down. I get sick, whatever. My message is still on point. Let the yeah. pros do their job. <laughs> yes, you are spot on that. <laughs> so, all right. Hey, thanks everyone for joining us today at the Better Your Business show. Thank you to the LA Tribune and I Do Systems for sponsoring today's show. Have a great week. We'll be live next Monday with Xavier Ingen. We're going to be talking about some finance. Have a great week. You guys do something today that will help you better your business. Stay tuned. See you soon. There are business owners who open a business, close a business, open a business, close a business, and repeats that cycle until one day they open a business that becomes successful, sustainable, and thriving. And that's proven. We could talk about many entrepreneurs that are very well known in the marketplace who tell you they've opened several businesses and closed several businesses in order to get where they are today. Because of the 2000 mantra that came in that you have to fail to succeed. And so in their mindset, I have to start a new company. I have to close it. I have to start another company. I have to. The key word here is I have to. And they don't. There's a choice. They could choose not to do that 